Rare Disease and Medical Challenges podcast. The mission of our podcast is to support you, our listeners, and to create community as you confront the toughest challenges in life. All of us will experience health hardships. The real question is, how do we adapt? That's the focus of It Happened to Me. We help you overcome limitations and live a full and satisfying life. Drawing on their own health challenges, hosts Kathy Gillenhorn and Beth Glassman interview guests who share stories and research to help you succeed in the face of difficult health obstacles. It happened to me. I'm not alone, and neither are you. Carly Poomer was diagnosed with stage one papillary thyroid cancer at the age of 27 and then again at 31. She received her master's degree from BU in health communication and her bachelor's from George Mason in health administration and policy. Now, while being diagnosed with the C word at such a young age, and I'm sure that was a big surprise, uh, as it would be to anyone, Carly found strength, support, and inspiration in sharing her cancer journey on social media. And as a result of her health outcome, she looks to advocate for other cancer patients through education, research, and health literacy. Now, Carly, how are you doing Hi today? there. So good to see you guys or hear from you. For all the listeners out there, um, I'm doing well. How are you both? Great. Excellent. Great day. Thank you. And happy to be Thank with you, you today. Now, let's start with the basics. What is thyroid cancer? Uh, well, so thyroid cancer is um, cancer that happens to the thyroid, which is a butterfly-shaped gland located in uh, your neck, at the base of your neck. Um and it controls a lot of different uh, functions that you wouldn't even know, such as your heart rate, your blood pressure, your metabolism, your bowel movements, um, a lot of different things. And so when cancer attacks, there are a couple of different um, variants of cancer that occur. Uh, mine was papillary, as Beth mentioned in the beginning. Um, and then there are a couple of different treatments that occur as a result of the type of variant that you have. Now, can you please take us on your thyroid journey? Mm -hmm. um, what were your first symptoms? Um, so I didn't have any symptoms. Um, and when uh, I got a physical, I vouched for everybody to get a physical because that's how mm -hmm. my cancer was found. Wow. And um, wow. I had a lump in my throat. Uh -huh. And um, my primary asked me to get an ultrasound. And what they ended up finding was not the cancer. It was complete. It was something completely different um, that was benign. It was it was fine. But then they also found my cancer at the same time. Oh, my so goodness. That's, wow. Yeah. That's why I vouch for everybody to get a physical. Um, Great so, recommendation. Yeah. The thyroid is made up of two lobes. So you have your right lobe and you have your left lobe. And um, you can live without one half of your thyroid. I did not know that. I didn't even know what a thyroid was until... <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. Until you needed yeah, exactly. to. <laughs> um, and so 
the tumor was located in the right side of my thyroid. And so I was given a couple options from my surgeon, which was great. Um, so I could remove just the half with my tumor. Um, I could remove the entire thyroid. Um, or I could just wait to see if the tumor, you know, grew over time. And uh, because it was small and uh, thyroid tumors are known to grow uh, not rapidly, they're slow growing. Um, so I was given a couple of options. And so to preserve my quality of life, I opted to just remove the half with the tumor in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Um, I would go on from there. So I did that, and that was in the spring of 2017. And, bless you. Excuse me. And, um, Thank you. and then two days after my surgery, I got a call from my surgeon. Um, they do uh, pathology, meaning they're looking for cancer um, in other areas of your body that are surrounded by the thyroid. So you have a lot of lymph nodes in your neck. And so um, lymph nodes uh, help with uh, fighting disease. And so they did uh, pathology on my lymph nodes, meaning they looked for cancer on my lymph nodes. And over 80% of those had cancer as well. Oh, my so, goodness. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. So as a result, I had to go back into surgery three months later remove the other half of my thyroid uh -huh. and um and then i had to get radiation as well and that was all in 2017. was the radiation is this the iodine treatment that's correct yeah. yes which is mm -hmm. the state of the art the gold standard treatment it is yes mm -hmm. and so it was and your internist what could they do so Ooh, it sorry, was your internist sorry. then in doing the exam Yes. saw a lump and sent you to get an ultrasound. And that's that right. started the ball rolling. That's right. And then uh, they discovered uh, the cancer. So you had half of the thyroid removed where the tumor was. Right. Um, but then through the pathology, you then proceeded with to remove the other half. That's right. That's it. Okay. Well, then, then, and that, should have taken care of everything, correct? It should have. Yes. And then were you followed for screening after that? Yes. So yes. I'm followed for the rest of my life for screening yes. with ultrasounds and um, blood work. So um, I'm get, I get a, a, an ultrasound every year and uh, blood work every three to six weeks. So... Um, and those that can vary depending on how far off I am into remission. So um, I thought I was in remission after I had done my radiation, but yeah. my tumor marker had always been positive. And the tumor marker is called the thyroglobulin, and that's going to measure the amount of thyroid tissue in your blood, whether it's benign, meaning non-cancerous, or metastatic, or, or I'm sorry, um, cancerous, um, malignant is the term that I'm looking for. So whether it was benign or malignant, it's going to show up in your blood. Um, so that can be kind of scary because you don't know if you still have, uh, malignant or cancerous, uh, thyroid tissue in, in your body. So, um, 
and there's no way to really determine that. So I talked to my doctor hmm. about it, and she said for some people, um, the number, uh, even though the number is very small, it can take a while to go down to zero, and zero meaning no positive or uh, not positive for thyroid cancer tissue in your body, um, or thyroid tissue in your body, excuse me. Um, so, and then she said for others, um, it just stays that, it just stays that way and they end up being fine. So I wasn't worried, I wasn't too worried because my number, even though it was positive, it was very small. Um, it was a very small margin. And so I wasn't too worried about it. Um, so then in 2021, when I was getting my annual scan, um, a positive lymph node showed up on the screen and I did oh, a biopsy okay. and I tur turned out I had, uh, cancer again. So what... And where was this cancer located, Carly? In my neck. Also in your neck? Also okay. in my neck. Mm-hmm. And so, um... What I, what I ended up having uh, then is called refractory cancer. So um, refractory meaning not responding to treatment. So um, the thyroid tissue didn't end up responding to the surgery nor the radiation. Okay. Um, so hmm. that's there's that. And then um, this year I had my scan last week in February um, and uh, another area showed up on the scan, but this, the area was so small that they couldn't really get a clear biopsy on it, but they don't think it's anything malignant. So I just had my blood work done today. So fingers crossed. Oh, we will certainly oh, have our fingers crossed. Is there any family history of thyroid cancer? No. None. So no. this just came out of the blue. Yes. Unexpected. And so can we go back? How sure. was the recovery from the cancer treatment after the first surgery? What was that like? Can you explain that? Sure. Recovery for me was great. Um, I ended up, since I only ended up having a surgery in my neck, I know it sounds, it sounds very uh, terrible, like a terrible surgery, having surgery in your neck, like, oh my goodness. Um, but I had a great surgeon and I think it really comes down to who you see because okay. the thyroid is hmm. so close to so many vital organs, like your voice, like your larynx and your trachea and everything like that. And one wrong move can like nick, uh, nick a vocal cord or anything like that. So, hmm. um, it really comes down to how skilled your surgeon is. And I had... I had the best surgeon and he did all three of my surgeries and I can't thank him enough for it. Um, but yeah, so my, my recovery was really well and I attribute that to my surgeon and to my, to my overall health, I guess, as a younger person. Well, I'm sure that's true. And what about with the, the second and third surgeries with the recovery as, um, successful mm -hmm. each time as yes, the first? Yes, it was. That's wonderful. Yeah. And tell us about social media. I'm so interested. It seemed to be a terrific source of support and inspiration and strength mm -hmm. for you. How did 
this happened? How did you even know to do this? Uh, well, I didn't Tell know. us about your journey. <laughs> I didn't know to do it. <laughs> I um, was, I didn't know how to like share my story on, um, on social media. I didn't know if I should share it with like friends and family that way, or if I should, because you know, that's how, that's where friends and family are. They're on social media. Um, people don't call each other up anymore. Unfortunately, um, they post on their Facebook walls and they message them in their direct messages. So I posted that I had gotten cancer on my Twitter and my Facebook and my Instagram. And I just got the most support from friends and family. And it was, it was amazing for me to be able to share my story that way. And so I figured if other people want to hear my story, then maybe, maybe other people who, who have had cancer or who might get cancer later in life would benefit from hearing my story. So, um, I was doing some like networking on LinkedIn and, um, I came across a person who I still work with today who works with a group called Inspire or who worked with a group called Inspire. And, um, he got me into connection with, um, into contact with the, with an editor from the Philadelphia Inquirer newspaper. And I told her about my story and she said, well, we have too many of your, too many stories like yours. Oh. And so I was like, I, so I didn't know what's in, what that meant. Like, right. You have too many like cancer related stories or something like that. But I didn't, I didn't really care. So I, I said, okay. And I said, well, there are other venues out there who want to hear my story. So I just looked for blogs and I looked for different opportunities and, um, to share my story. And that's how I guess I came to where I am today. Well, that's why is it's still an important resource yes, for absolutely. you. And so Carly, what beautiful. is your prognosis? That's um, well, right now I, um, I'm in remission. I've Great. been in remission since December of 2021. Um, okay. and I will still get scans every, every year. Um, maybe more so now that they have found something, but, um, my blood work will still be every six weeks. Um, and it will get further and further apart the farther I, I am out from, from my remission date. Carly, is it unusual for papillary um, thyroid cancer to occur in someone as young as you? No. No. Um, okay. Mm -mm. No. Hmm. I mean, it is very common. It's very common in women. Um, mm -hmm. But it is common the older. It is common the older you get. But um, I have met. Um, I've met other young adults who who have had thyroid cancer. Um, I would say it's, it's pretty few and far between. Um, I'm usually the youngest one in the group. If I go to a support group or I'm usually the only thyroid cancer survivor. If I go to a young adult support group, um, that's for patients, uh, usually between the ages of 18 and 39. Um, that's what young adults are considered, um, as far as age goes. Um, but yeah, I would say, uh, I would consider it a rare diagnosis. Um, but it's a rare diagnosis, but it's common because it's found, um, when you least expect it, like it's found when 
doctors are looking for something else, I find. Carly, how, what is the best way that you can describe your coping with having cancer at such a young age? How do you help yourself with this? Um, having a caregiver has been a huge, um, has been something that's been huge. My mom and my dad have been my caregivers and um, just having them support me the entire way throughout this entire journey has been huge. Um, having family and friends who support you as well um, and are willing to listen and understand what you're going through have been huge. Um, and being willing to share my story um, and have others uh, learn from me have have been hugely uh, instrumental. You are an inspiring person, Carly. Oh, thank you. You are truly Absolutely. inspiring. I, your story is amazing. And I am really so thrilled we had this opportunity to meet with you. And your presentation and poise, you are years ahead of your chronological age, is all I can say. <laughs> so true. Yeah, so true. Now, Carly, are there any resor other resources that you'd recommend for people with thyroid cancer? Mm -hmm. um, so the FICA website, T-H-Y-C-A, um, they're a wealth of information. They're the most well-known organization, I believe, for thyroid cancer. Um, and they have information on all topics of thyroid cancer that you could imagine. Um and then for younger adults, I would recommend um, a couple of different groups. Um, Elephants and Tea is one of them. Cactus Cancer Society is another one of them. Um, Grit Health is another one of them. I can send you all um, links to these if you would like, if you want to put them in the show notes. Please. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we'll put them on the website, too, and with the episode Wonderful. listening. I think... That's that would be wonderful because I think it would be so helpful for people who are just trying to learn more about thyroid sure. cancer or dealing with it themselves or in their families. Um, I, I think that's a wonderful yeah. resource. And is there any other parting advice that you'd like to make sure that our listeners get a chance? To um, I would say that you have a voice in your in your care. Um, and many people don't think they do um, because uh, they believe the doctors are the ones who are all knowing, which is very true. I don't mean to put the doctors down, but you yourself are the patient and you have to be able to advocate and take care of yourself, too, because it's it's your health and you know yourself best. That's a beautiful, well beautiful well message. Said. Thank you so much. And Carly, thank you for being here today. Your story and your use of social media are creative and inspiring. I just really uh, wish you such luck with all your future endeavors. And of course, I wish you the best of thank great you. health. Thank Thank you for listening to this episode of It Happened to Me. We encourage you to learn more at ithappentomepod.com. That's ithappentomepod.com. Please use the contact forum on our website to submit your guest suggestions, comments, questions, ideas, and feedback for the show. 
You can also email us directly at ithappentomepod at gmail.com. Again, that's ithappentomepod at gmail.com. We would also really appreciate it if you can leave us a five-star rating and review on your podcast app, probably Apple or Spotify. This helps others in the rare disease and medical challenges community find us. It Happened to Me is created and hosted by Kathy Gillenhorn and Beth Glassman. Steve Holsenbach is our media engineer and co-producer. Myself, Kier Deneen from DNA Today, is our marketing lead and co-producer. Ashlyn Anokian is our graphic designer. And remember, it happened to me. I'm not alone and neither are you.